Hello and welcome back to the Car 61 podcast and happy new year. It is now 2024. It's been a little while since we've been in uh, recording. It's uh, I'm joined today uh, with our head of media. It's Ish. How are you doing, man? How are you doing? I'm not bad. I'm not too bad. Yeah, it's been a while since the last podcast, but um, we've done a bit of shuffling in the background of how it's going to get distributed and should be more, should be on it this year. Into uh, today's episode, uh, open up with um, we uh, a bit of a team update for the Salford Racing uh, team. Uh, so our chassis has uh, been completed. Uh, yes, so the chassis, I've been told, is done. Chassis is done. We've got the material at the welders. So that's happening very soon. The jig, done. Going to the welders next week. And then two weeks after that, we will have a chassis. So by the end of February, we will have a chassis. Mm. And that's very exciting because once you've got a chassis, you've got something for everything yeah. to attach onto. Because yeah. you can do all your designing of your other parts and everything else, but it's all, it's all a bit floating around in the ether. But then once you've got the chassis, it's like, right, let's, let's go. And that's like the first big thing that arrives. So that's, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, solid. Um, and uh, on chassis as well, uh, last year, is it last year's chassis or year before? One of our old chassis, though, has been re been given a rena- renaissance, a rebirth, if a you re- like. What's, uh, what's yes. going on with that? So another thing that I've been working on over the last few weeks is um, we had a spare chassis lying around in our workshop because you have to build a new chassis every year. Last year's chassis is still in last year's car. It's all one thing. The new chassis doesn't exist yet, but our 2022 chassis has just been sitting around. So we decided to convert it into a sim rig. So mm. we had the wheel, we had the seat, and we had the screens. We were just like, let's put everything in that old chassis and make it cool. And it looks cool. Uh, it doesn't... It's like Does everything all the, fit? All the... It goes. You can drive it. Um, the material for all the mounting yeah. is um, the first version we did. It's a bit flimsy, so you've got a little bit of a wiggle on your wheel as you're going. Uh, yeah, to be expected. I've got one of them on my wheel at home. Well, yeah. Really, so. The brake pedal, when you press it, it kind of bends a bit. So we're going to have to um, improve those designs. But fundamentally, it works. We have a chassis that you can drive in now. Mm. That's very cool. Uh, keep your eyes there. Keep your eyes peeled for the facility tour, which is in the works. Our peel park. And you'll be able uh, to f- see facility tour. all around our facilities in coming soon park, to yeah. Solver Racing YouTube channel and other platforms. Yeah, of course, uh, very much looking forward to seeing the studio, uh, not studio, the, the sim rig and everything and uh, all the new content and things that could potentially go on in in that, uh, in, in our little corner uh, in in GATA. So, yeah, that's uh, that's always uh, that's always a, a positive um, but Formula One um, over winter has uh, has seen some some flurries and some things being a bit shaken up a little bit. Um, you know the I mean there's plenty of uh, p- big stories. What, what would you say the biggest from over winter is? I mean, where to start? To be honest, there's yeah. been quite a lot happening. Yeah, it's like you could pick any of them and it would be quite big. Obviously, the first big one that I remember was the Gunter Steiner news, and I was like, wow, hang on, that's. That's quite big. And then since then, even more. So should we just go through in order? Check them all off the list? Yeah, yeah. So what happened first? Uh, it's Gunter Steiner out. Yeah, so, yeah, Gunter Steiner is out. Um, Gunter Steiner as well, he's uh, uh, apparently was underperforming in his role. Um, you know, Gene Haas is, is the sole investor. But um, 
I've read, uh, I, I read, uh, well, I've read some of uh, Steiner's autobiography he released a couple of years ago. I say a couple of years ago, it's probably about a year ago now. Um, and yeah, it's quite interesting uh, to to read about the where Haas came from. That it was actually more Gunter's vision to build an American F1 team, and he went out to go and find an investor, someone that would be willing to invest in building a team with Gunter. And now Gunter's been sacked. It's kind of like he's kind of been thrown out of this. He's been there since the beginning, since before the day, since like 2014, I think the initial contact was. Wow. Um, yeah. I didn't know that, but yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so, um, and, and Gunter's gone because he wasn't performing, supposedly. Um, I, I can't remember the name of the, uh, of the chap that replaced him. Um, he's like a senior figure in house. I've seen yeah. him in the... I remember it must have been 2019, Drive to Survive, he's in the background there. Yeah, I mean... Getting told off for something. Well, now he's now he's the big man. Now he's the now big he's, cheese. Now he is going to be <laughs> the, the, he's going to be telling he's going to be telling them what to do. So, what, what do you think of Gunter Steiner out? How was he doing? How was he doing? How do you think he was doing? And do you think it's a right decision or do you think it's a mistake? Do I think? Um, well, things things needed a bit of a refresh, but I don't necessarily um, think that 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 Gunter is to blame necessarily. Uh, perhaps a lack of investment. I mean, it, it, it's it's difficult when you're a smaller team with c- competing against all the bigger ones. I know they've got the the budget cap and everything, but it it, it would have been a really difficult position um, to be at the front. But still, Haas went forward over the first few years. Like 2018 was it 2018 or 2019? They had a really good season. Yeah, 2018 then, they were. Yeah, really good. And then it, and then they've just been going backwards. You know. They, they end up all the way at the back and they slowly build their way back to the midfield and then they're back at the start again. So if you're Gene Haas and you're investing all of, all of your money into this, into this project, to try and put a good name as well, because that is America's Formula One representative. And they're, they're, they're a bit shit. Yeah, so, they are. I mean, there's, so, no, there's no way to beat around the bush. They're quite shit. Yeah, and if we're, trying to, if we're adding loads of races in F1, you want the American fans to have American drivers and teams to cheer for. Logan Sargent is our American driver, and our American team isn't particularly great either. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're, it's not good news for Americans this winter, is it? Because, I mean, your, your team is Haas, which is a bit shit. Your driver is Logan Sargent, which who, he's a bit endearing, but he, well, he can do... He's he not going to win a world championship, is he? Well, he... Oh come on! The chance is not zero. Come but on. If he if he improves, then yes. But obviously, you'd have to see. He was he. I think he was pretty good in his junior career. You, you think and he's there's, just there's an outside chance that Logan Sargent could win a world championship? I think he's not as bad as it last year made him look. Last year made him look quite bad. But I think if you look in like 20, 2020 in Formula Three, he was up there with Piastri and Porcher. Do you know what I mean? And then he didn't have the funding to keep going. And after that, he's been kind of treading water a bit. So I think last year made him look worse than he is. But yeah, he's not. Come on, he's not. A, he's not a Max Verstappen, is he? For it, the Americans to to root for. Yeah, that's a dilemma. That he managed to step straight up from Formula Two to Formula One, and the last three world champions of Formula Two haven't been able to do that. Yeah. And uh, that, is that just for the sake? Is is it essentially just for the sake of getting an American in? I think it timing definitely helps. Yeah. Because he's in Williams Academy. Williams had a spare seat. He gets in, whereas you've got Piastri, Porcher, Sauber Academy, um, Alpine Academy. Their teams did not have a seat at mm. the time, and then you don't get in. So he's definitely lucky to get in, but he's not capitalizing as much as he needed to. Yeah, yeah. My, but as my my point was basically, 
the Americans, it's like their team is a bit shit. Their driver's like, he's not Max Verstappen. He's uh, 20th merchant, yeah. <laughs> P20 yeah. merchant. Um, and it doesn't look like anything's going to get any points better. He got because... in Texas, though. You can't forget his Texas points. That's true. He did get points. He got one point. A, a, point. a, a point, not a point. points. Point. Singular. Yeah, yeah, Singular. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh doesn't look like Americans are going to be getting a better team anytime soon as well with the other recent news, but we'll get into that yes, later on. we will. Um, also, uh, we have uh, the, the, the new team names. So essentially, Sauber are still on the grid uh, until 2026 where Audi will fully take that over. So they've got a couple of years where... Um, they need a bit of money because the Alfa Romeo title sponsorship is is done. So that, that is, so Alfa Romeo, as it was known, is the Sauber Group that own it. But they're now known as Stake Kick F1 Team, which obviously, well, what's the order of it nowadays? Because they're called like Stake F1 Team on Twitter, but the original thing I saw was like Stake F1 Team Kick Sauber. So I'm I'm not even sure what the full name is. Yeah, well, I want to see what Google was saying. Because um, I think the official name that they're going for is Stake F1 Team. But then it, is, yes. it was referred to as the Stake F1 Team Kick Sauber on the entry form. I yeah, think. yeah, that's exactly that. On the on the FIA entry, it was flagged as Stake F1 Team Kick Sauber. Uh, but, that but, sounds more like a sentence than a team name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but for their day-to-day running, uh, it's, uh, it's just going to be Stake F1 Team, uh, which is... It's a gambling sponsor. Yeah, I, don't think we've I seen might just that call before. it Sauber, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what the livery's like as well. Yeah, uh, green, it might be cool. I, I think, they, yeah, they're definitely going to be some fluoro green on there. Will it be the whole thing? Will might it look a bit clovisy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I feel like it could look, could look quite nice in a uh, in a night race kind of environment. Mm, Singapore. Mm, that yeah. might be good. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and uh, also uh, Alpha Tauri as well. Um, they are uh, gone gone for a bit of uh, a restructure as we have over the winter. Uh, so uh, they so Red Bull are now trying to make it more of a of a second Red Bull kind of team, but uh, have a bit more independence. Um, whereas instead of just being a sort of feeder team to just sort of be, you know, fifteenth place fodder essentially, they've uh, they've they've had in some. Uh, some some recruitment they have recruited. I believe Alpine and Red Bull mechanics and engineers. I did see that um, there was some recruiting going yeah, on. They've so, got the new um, team principal this year as well, which is uh, Franz Toss left. Yes, so I think he's is he ex Ferrari. I can't remember his name, but there was a new team principal coming yeah, in this year. Cool. I, 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 that was like that. That shows how many things have happened because it's like yeah, I can't even remember that. I mean, obviously, yeah. There's been a there's been a bit of a reshuffle in the team principals, but yeah, no, either. So. Yeah, that, that a lot of to skip my pretty mind. much a new structure then. I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. That team. New um, structure, new name. New name of Visa Cash App RB. Um, I don't like it. No, I really don't like it. It's, it. Again, that that that's a bit of a mouthful, and I don't think they have officially the, said anything like stake that they're just going to have a shorter version. Yeah, but even then, it's like the team doesn't have a name. The name is just sponsors. Two sponsors as well. It's not even like it's just RB. It's not even it's the Visa F1 team or the Cash App F1 team mm. or it's like, um, like Visa, Toro Rosso, whatever, with like the sponsor and then a name. Yeah, it's just two sponsors and some letters. It's there's no identity there at yeah. all. Yeah, they're starting to go with the older Elon Musk, uh, child naming, uh, sort of techniques there yes. by just throwing in some random letters. Bit of sponsorship as well. It's a corporate world, I guess. This is this is yeah. the way. It's well, going it reminds forward. me a bit of IndyCar because when when you watch IndyCar, this is as a European, as a British person to watch IndyCar, 
the amount of advertising on that is quite a jump, an adjustment, let's say. Like everything is brought to you by this or you go to someone's onboard and it's like, this is the Mission Foods onboard for Pato Award and it's like sponsored by the rap company and, and all of this. It's like everything has to be sponsored by somebody in America. So it just feels quite American to me. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I think that's just the way Formula One is heading in the way. Yeah. We're just getting more and more sort of, you know, uh, we, more and more sort of uh, investment from the States. Um, and there could be another race, yet another one. Chicago. Yes. I don't know too much about this. So well, I don't know what, too much. What do you know? All I've heard is that there's a trademark that's been filed by Formula One for the Chicago Grand Prix. Right. So nothing official. This is becoming less and less of a world championship and more of a North American championship. The only way that I could see this being not so bad is if they did some sort of alternating thing like they used mm. to do with Germany, mm. where one year, let's say one year we go to Miami, then it's Chicago, then it's maybe throw in Watkins Glen, maybe in there. Do you know what I mean? That way I'm like, ooh, maybe. Do you know what, what I mean? Like what, if, if it's Watkins Glen even up to the... FIA standards now. I reckon if they would had the opportunity to get a Grand Prix, they would do the upgrades because they still race there in IMSA uh, with the hypercars, BMW, mm. Porsche, all of those. So I, I could see it becoming grade one if they needed to, but um, but yeah, so America, many races. I, I would be surprised if we saw four American races in one year out of 20 because at that point that's almost a quarter of the races are in america mm. but um i wouldn't be opposed to a rotating calendar let's say so we have a chicago grand prix and a miami grand prix that are alternating i wouldn't be opposed to that because then everyone like if you live in chicago miami is a long way have you away. seen the ticket prices for miami though i don't think there's going to be any chance that they want to get rid of that the amount of money they can rake in <sighs> Well, you could say that about any of them, to be honest. Yeah, to be fair. Although, although, we, um, uh, but but it does come as a cost. All of these new street tracks, as well. Um, with Barcelona, will be will be leaving in twenty twenty six. Is that confirmed? Because I I that's the way I interpreted it when I saw Madrid news. Obviously, there's another another bit of news that we've not got to. Speaking yeah. of street circuits, yeah. Madrid is confirmed to be coming. Yeah, and it's a street circuit. Well, no, the, the, how how I saw it presented was um, Spanish Grand Prix to move to Madrid from 2026. So yeah, I well, that's, that's what I thought it was as well. But I did see a quote from Stefano Dominicali saying, just because we're going to Madrid doesn't mean we can't go to Barcelona. So that's what... That could be an alternate thing. Then or two there we go, Spanish that's... Grand Prix. It's just like, it's just, it's defeating the... Per just having multiple races in, 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 in the same country. It's just like, it reminds me of 2020, you know? I know they're different tracks than that. Yeah, but well, I... Like, defeats I, the idea of yeah. a world championship. I like the idea of going to different circuits in the country, but not necessarily in the same year. Mm. Take a country like Italy, for example. There's so many iconic circuits in Italy. You've got Imola, Monza, um, what's the other one? Mugello. Mugello. You could argue like Vallelunga as well. It's not quite, it might be not as obvious, but that's quite a fun track to drive as well. There's mm. like four or five iconic circuits well, there's, in Italy. There's at least three. And then only one Grand Italian Prix's. Grand Prix. Yeah. So no, there's two. There's two. There's Emila's now got its own Grand Prix, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. There's Romania. there's two Italian Grand Prix. Right? There's there's an Italian Grand Prix and then 
you could call it the Tuscan Grand Prix or the Emilia Romagna. Yeah, I suppose there is only technically one United States Grand Prix, and then Grand you've got Prix. the Miami Grand Prix and the yeah. Las Vegas Grand Prix. So I, I, I think there's so many iconic circuits, especially in Europe, but in America as well, that rotation we get but swap them so, out a bit if there's so many iconic circuits i don't understand why the organizers <laughs> well uh yeah well royce the... just dropped his phone if there's so many uh iconic circuits i don't really understand why the organisers feel like we need to keep bringing in new, new street circuits because uh, locals hate street circuits. So This is another thing that I don't understand. I guess the money's there and there are benefits in terms of accessibility. Unless they bring out a Manchester a Grand Prix, circuit. I don't want any more street circuits. I think we have enough street circuits because like, obviously there's pros and cons. So like the pros of a street circuit is obviously accessibility. Because yeah. um, the French Grand Prix, for example, there's one road, two lanes, like forwards and backwards that goes for like an hour to the Grand Prix. So the traffic to get to the Grand Prix, the logistics and the infrastructure was horrendous. It was always like two hour queue to get to the track in the mornings. So obviously when you've got these tracks that are in the middle of nowhere, then it's hard to get to as a fan from a fan point of view, especially on like public transport. So there's the argument for accessibility for a street circuit. But for me, that's where the arguments end. There's no other benefits to a street circuit over a traditional circuit for me yeah i know but i i haven't gone to spa spa is in the been to spa for four different occasions and you know it's really well thought out it's in the middle of nowhere that the 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 local airport is strictly reserved for like drivers and vips and that because it's it's a it's a very big uh well it's a very small airport uh and there's a lot of people coming in um but, you know, there's loads of shuttle buses and things you can get from anywhere. All the local campsites and that will run shuttle buses. There's loads of different parking options. And, yeah. you know, there's there's definitely ways around it. And Spa is one of the I think Spa is definitely an example of how to do it right. Because it's such an iconic circuit that there needs to be... But that's how Formula One has always been. Well, exa- that's what I mean. So, I, I agree. I think there's too many street circuits and I would love more traditional circuits. I Like, if you ask me, my dream calendar is like, we go into... Hockenheim one year, we go into the Nürburgring the next year, throw in Barcelona, Jerez, any, like, do you know what I mean? You go in Silverstone one year and then you swap in it the next year for a different track. Because I, I want to see different circuits. Mm. Um, Fair but enough. yeah, obviously the, that's not where they make the big bucks with these uh, 10, 15 year contracts. Yeah, indeed. Um, it's a shame, really. I, um, yeah. Yeah, but... Just I'll still it watch, goes. but it's a shame. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a money based sport. It's for the rich. So where the I guess Formula One will just go where the money is. Um. So uh, uh, in in February uh, over the next couple of weeks we've got uh, all of the car launches. Yes. Uh, so, we've had one already, haven't we? Um. Yeah. Technically, we have. That was another bit of news. Yes. For uh, some reason, in the middle of January, I was I was scrolling on my social media, and then I'm like, everyone's like talking about McLaren launch, McLaren livery, and I'm like what? Nah, it's January. And then I just carried on with my day. And then eventually I had a proper look and it's like, oh yeah, they've released delivery in the middle of January. They did that before as well, didn't they? Uh, McLaren released the livery early because they released like a Lego set or something with the with the new livery. I think it was the beginning of last year or 2022. Yeah, that might have been yeah. 22, I want to say. Yeah, and they, they, they released like a Lego set with their new livery on before they'd actually released the car. Um, Quick side note. 
so many good Lego sets coming out this year. I've been seeing all over my For You page. It's like unreleased Lego, unreleased Lego. My wallet is just going to be like on life support yeah. this year because there's so much good Lego coming out. I, I, I haven't brought Lego for a, well, a whole Lego set for a long time. I do like Lego. I, like, when my brother came up, we went out to the Lego shop. I had a look at some of the Technic and that. Some, some, of, the some of the car Lego is really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. My, my brother's got the uh, the little Lotus uh, one. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like it. that because there's such a variety. Like, you've got everything from your £20 little little car all the way up to your... 200 pound F1 car, hypercar, Peugeot 9x8 type thing. Yeah, where, where's the life-size cars coming out? Life-size Lego cars. They do do those, actually. You know, when they, what? like, sometimes, like, to promote the sets, they'll make one life-size car and then, like, wheel it around to be like, look, this is, here's a new Lego set. We built a life-size one, but you can't have it. You can have the shit one that's still pretty cool. No, nah, they should, there should be a company that, you know, makes a few sort of for the rich. I'm sure, I'm rich. sure if, <laughs> if you're rich enough and you can just write a check to anybody, you can pay, like say, I want a life-size Lego car and you can get one. I mean, being rich must have its perks. I mean, if, if you can't ask anybody for a life-size Lego car, and give them a blank check, then what's even the point of being? Yeah, if you if you can't buy your own F1 car, build one out of Lego. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, probably it's... be more expensive at the price of Lego bricks, to be honest. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. Sidebar over. I just wanted to mention that all of the yeah, so all of the launch dates are out. So um, kicks off with Haas, second of February. Uh, Ferrari um, will be on the. 13th of February, so you get your roses out a day early, I suppose. Uh, Scarlet roses. Um, and Valentine's Day is supposed to be McLaren, but we've already seen theirs. And, is it the car? Uh, or is it just going to be a sponsor's event? Who knows? Who really knows? Um, I don't see what, what, what teams get too much by releasing their whole car out before testing and that. Um, I, I, I think just delivery launches, uh, you know, once a year is 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 feasible. Um, I think people get far too excited over liveries. It's just it's just what what you race in. I think the the engineering and the me- mechanical side save that for testing. And uh, I do think testing should be televised though. Yeah, I agree. I think it, when they stopped doing that, that was a bit. They test. They had Bahrain, right? I think Bahrain bought some sort of rights. So like, you can't stream the Spanish one, but you can stream our testing. Oh, right. right. So okay. it's like the first week last year in Spain wasn't, but then in Bahrain it was. Mm. I think this year they're just going to Bahrain for like oh, two days of testing. Yeah. There's no testing anymore. Yeah, uh, but some teams seem to be releasing their, their whole car, like but Mercedes yeah. with the uh, uh, F1 W15. You know, they uh taking it very seriously. Uh, posted this on Twitter earlier. Lewis yeah. Hamilton. Blurring every, out the whole chassis blurred there. out and just showing Lewis Hamilton's face. I guess that, um, in theory, it'll be a completely different car this year. I mean, as as someone who's like, I'm not an engineer engineer, but I'm very interested in the way the cars work. Uh, I always love launch season just mm. to look at the cars. I can't go too in-depth, but I'm like, that's cool. I, yeah. I, I now know that that bit's different to that bit. I guess. But so I'm always a little bit disappointed if it's just a livery on like an old car because I just like to have a look. But then you see it in testing anyway. I just love like you see the pictures and then you go on Twitter and you're like zooming in. I love that bit. That's one of my favorite bits of news. <laughs> like, you know, it's like ramping up for the season. It's like going and yeah, like zooming in on all like, the pictures. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. There's a couple of accounts on Instagram I follow like aerodynamicists and things that will like break down everything. Yeah. Do you follow um, Craig Scarborough? No, I don't. I should follow Craig Scarborough on Twitter. He's he's one of the good ones. Yeah. You reckon? Okay, oh, yeah. Craig Shout out Craig Scarborough. All right. All right. Uh, so last thing for the uh, F1 news. I'm sure there's definitely stuff we've missed. But oh, probably. There's been can't... so much has happened. Yeah, can't, can't, can't fit it all in. 
Um, but anyway, so today's news, though, Andretti's 2026 entry bid has been rejected by F1. Yeah, I know. Obviously, the FIA approved it um, a little while ago, but it was waiting approval on Formula One, and Formula One has gone ahead and rejected it officially now. I would say shocking, but it was kind of looking like this was going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah, it had been stalled for far too long. I reckon if something was going to happen, it would have happened a while ago. Obviously, you don't know the things that are happening behind the scenes, but you kind of got the impression that after after taking so long with this, that potentially it might not be coming through. Um, it might yeah. not. Well, I was I was hopeful, like pessimistically hopeful, because it's like the realistically they probably won't, but I would love to see it. Uh, I think it's interesting though that was it like a day or two ago mm. where Andretti was doing their little press release of look how much sick stuff we're doing to prepare to be an F1 team. And then like a day later, the F1 is like, nah, don't bother. Stop wasting your time. Mm. But yeah, that's disappointing, I think, for, for F1. And uh, before before we move away from Formula One, um, I'd like to know, for you, Ish, what's your prediction uh, for the season? A surprise winner, a, a, a world champion, and potentially a pres- uh, surprise uh, pole sitter. Surprise! Ooh, let's so let's start with surprise winner. I think a few years ago this wouldn't be a surprise winner, but I'm going to say Lewis Hamilton <laughs> because let's be honest, at the moment it would be a surprise. Uh, well, would you, from a Mercedes fan perspective, no, because the amount that they've been building it up, they're going to have a new car and they're going to be competing for the championships. Mercedes fans expect them to be at the front, yeah. but from the outside perspective, if Lewis Hamilton just suddenly pulled out the gears and pulled out a Grand Slam or something, I would be rather surprised that he's still got it in his tank, to be honest. A bit controversial on that, but... Well, um, well, yeah, I think definitely they've not been where they need to be, so there's like, the pessimistic side of me is just like, <sighs> it might happen again, mm-hmm. but I'm just, it should have, realistically, they've got James Allison back, they've, they know what's gone wrong now, they shouldn't be shit, Mm. but they still could be shit. Yeah. Are we so, going to get any surprise pole positions this year, like Magnussen and uh, Brazil? I would say surprise pole position, I'm going to go Albon. Alex Albon. And Alex Williams. Albon. Basically, Williams my thought process is James Bowles has obviously got his head screwed on. Yeah. I don't see them going backwards. I see them relative. Like Now they've got him in there. He's going to be doing pushing every little thing in the right direction. I see them making more progress relative to the rest of the field. I see them mm. catching up. So where will I, where will where will Sergeant be in that race where, where Williams come out with a cracker? I I would say he could get top six or seven. Yeah, maybe maybe so I, I guess Albon pole sergeant fit. to be fair. Yeah, I th- I think this year he'll step it up. I don't think he'll be on Albon's level, but I think he'll be closer. So an Alex Albon pole um, Lewis Hamilton win, Lewis Alex Hamilton Albon pole. Uh, I am going to say champion. world champion will still be Max Verstappen. Once again, he's going to do, what's that? One, two, three. Four. He's going to become a four-time champion. Sebastian, do a Sebastian Vettel four in a row. Four in a row. But, do you think that'll be the last, though? Let's be honest, no. no. I think I think it will be much closer than last year. Really? I can see Red Bull, Mercedes, and Ferrari. No? I'd, I'd love to see Ignore me. I mean, McLaren. Mercedes and Ferrari getting closer to Red Bull. I can see that. Uh, not close enough to be consistently there, but I think they'll be close enough that on some tracks, Ferrari will be quick enough to fight for a win. Some tracks, it will be McLaren. Some tracks, it will be Mercedes. Mm. Um, 
So I see them taking points off Red Bull, so it won't be as dominant. Um, there'll probably be a close fight for second between all of the Mercedes, McLaren, and Ferrari drivers, like Norris, Leclerc, um, Hamilton, all going for second. I think Verstappen will still be first, but it'll be much closer. That's my prediction. So you can clip that, and I guess we'll come back to this in December. We will. We will. So I was saying Hamilton win, Albon pole, Verstappen world champion, but much closer. Sounds good. I feel like they're good predictions. What about you? What about you? What's your predictions? Oh, for me, um, I've not really put... uh, too much uh, thought into it. Uh, on will, the it spot. will it be? Will it be too much of a surprise? I'm not going to go for one surprise Grand Prix winner, but I think uh, Oscar Piastri will win a few races, a which few. may come as a surprise. Um, he won't win the World Championship, but I feel Piastri will win. I think Norris is this year as well. Will probably get his first win. Um, McLaren will. McLaren will have a fair few few wins. I reckon they could definitely be in the top three. Given how the, close they were this the year, if they can make that step again. They'll be. Getting some and I, I feel confident with them. I've got a good feeling about McLaren this year, but you never know. Take this out of context, and this could this could look terrible. Knowing Lando, it will be Oscar getting the win first. Oh, I, I can see. I, if, you, at I'm, the end I'm of sure the year, that that's they'll be happen. on a similar win count. But yeah. I could definitely see Spain, for example. Yeah, Oscar. Uh, Oscar, Oscar wins yeah. that, and then there's all the headlines of like Oscar wins a race before Lando. Lando, Lando, Lando and then Lando, Lando takes the British Grand Prix a few months later. British do you know Grand what I mean? Prix. If he wins a British Grand Prix, I will. If, he, if, if Lando wins the British Grand Prix, I'm sure. Like, I'll shave off my eyebrows if Lando Norris clip, wins the clip, British clip, Grand Prix. I'll, I'll do a shoey if Lando wins the British Grand Prix. Yeah, right. Oh, so, so let's uh, let's let's see that does happen. Well, champion, of course, Max Verstappen. Um, yeah. How I, close? I, How close do you think? Um, closer or closer? Closer, but, it's it's all relative, isn't it? It couldn't yeah, it couldn't be more dominant like, yeah, than last year. It could be. He could win every race. Could, yeah, that, <laughs> that could well happen. And to be honest, it wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world if he did. Um, to be honest, that's probably it's more surprising, more bold to say he won't win every race than he will. I don't think he will win every race, but he he will win quite a lot of them. I reckon. You know, going off the back of last year, who's going to stop him? Who really is going to stop him? No one's going to stop him for the championship. I think he'll run away with the championship, but I, I still reckon uh, Red Bull could have a few uh, slip-ups and uh, we could see we could see some really competitive weekends. I just want to see McLaren someone else and win a race. And I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Um, yeah, so anyways. Pole, pole position. Don't forget pole oh, position. Pole position as well. Surprise pole position. A surprise pole position. I'm going to go Valtteri Bottas. Valtteri Bottas. In a state. In a, in a in state. state. In a state F1 car. Wow, that's very bold. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's just it's, it's just rolling a dice. W's in the chat. Um, <laughs> um, um, Bottas, uh, he, 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 he doesn't have... Um, it, 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 it seems like he's got lots of other... Uh, enjoyments and things. His career, his career isn't his centre focus of attention at the moment anymore. Um, you know, he's kind of feels like he's hit the peak, but I feel like he might just come out and hit some Michael Schumacher esque. Yeah, well, I mean, even in the Mercedes, it's sometimes her. just like one weekend he'll just decide, you know what, have a cheeky pole position, yeah, cheeky little convert to a victory, yeah, and then go back to being the number two. So yeah, he, he's got it in him, but yeah. I don't know if the stakes got it in it. Maybe the, not. The or, or either uh, either of the Alpines potentially, if anything goes up in the air, we could see an Alpine on pole. Fernando Alonso in the Aston Martin. I, I think Fernando Alonso. He was a, very close we'll, in we'll Monaco, wasn't he? The only thing that denied him was like Max Verstappen. I was going to say turning into Senna for the last sector, but realistically, he's probably already quite close. Well, maybe even beyond. Yeah. 
it's uh, it's 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 a different era of F one. It's hard to it's hard to compare, um, you know. But it, yeah, there you go. Anyways, uh, onto our last segment for today's podcast, as the time is is rolling on a little bit. Um, I want to talk about racing movies. Yes. Um, I recently, uh, uh, yesterday, uh, watched the uh, the new Ferrari movie. Came I've out. not seen it yet, so hopefully don't don't spoil too much. Came out. Is at, it any good? At the end of December, I was really quite surprised by it. I've uh, I know a lot of biopics and things are coming out. Re- um, you know, in 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 recent times uh, about you know uh, big figures and things from the past. Uh, you got uh, Elvis one, Elton John. You know, you know, and and more racing films and things are coming out. That's becoming more sort of uh, hype around. This isn't an F one movie as such. It's a, uh, it's a, it's set in nineteen fifty seven, um, following uh, the. Oh, is hang on. Let me let me find out what I've what I've got. Yeah, it's set in nineteen fifty seven, following the personal uh, and professional struggles of Enzo Ferrari in the summer of nineteen fifty seven. Where uh, essentially Ferrari were at the risk of going bankrupt, and uh, you see uh, a lot of the the sort of wise um, but very dedicated head of of Enzo Ferrari through a fantastic performance from Adam Driver. I've got to say, uh, when I first found out about the film and saw Adam Driver was playing old man Ferrari, I thought oh, it's a bit of an age gap there, isn't there? He's not. I, I think Driver's in his thirties or whatever, and Enzo Ferrari's playing a sixty year old man. But I, th- I feel like he did it really well. Um, really sort of. Um, put through uh, uh, all of the different characteristics you got from the man. And there's some very interesting sort of family storylines in that you get from it as well, which stuff you wouldn't have known otherwise. Well, uh, I don't know. Well, you put other diehard Ferrari fans might know, but, you know, it's uh, stuff that was new to me. Are you um, really an F1 fan if you don't know the ins and outs of Enzo Ferrari's marriage in 1957? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I say it's a chance to learn. It's a chance to learn for you, Ish. So, uh, okay, get that wheel knowledge up. Yeah, exactly. Um, of course, there is a classic American actress in there around the racing thing, uh, coming to sabotage it all, uh, as per. Um, I but uh, just a, just a few little uh, a few little points. Um, a scene I quite liked as a journalist um, uh, when Enzo Ferrari calls in all of the uh, local journalists who, and particularly a few who have written some some nasty articles, calling him a murderer and. Uh, Saying he's killing young Italian folks with his cars, and um, because a few people had died, but obviously that was more. That was very common all. back then, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. There was a lot of journalists though slanting Enzo about it, so he invited them all over to report on his uh, on his driver announcement for this uh, endurance race in Italy. Um, uh, it took them all the way over to Maranello, and as they arrived, uh, pointed out all of the little uh, problems with everyone's little articles. And told him also f off basically, uh, so a bit of a badass moment from Enzo there. Yeah. Uh, quite enjoyed that. The, the um, yeah, I think journalists have an important part to play in uh, in motorsport, um, especially uh, back in the day when uh, when you had. Well, that was the only way you'd hear about it, wasn't it? Yeah, it's exactly. like you read it in the newspaper the next day. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, the, um, and 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 because of that, you know, you get you you get examples of Enzo like telling a journalist to maybe write a fake article about something to Ooh, to draw the attention away. Anyways, I personally really enjoyed the film. I thought it was uh, actually very well made. The storytelling is actually quite factually accurate. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's quite a touching film. There's some very graphic scenes in there. Um, but having said that, 
I, I would definitely recommend it. If you, if you like a racing film, I'd give it a watch for sure. Um, but yeah, so um, that is uh, essentially the, the, the Ferrari film in, in my eyes uh, without too many spoilers, uh, if you like. Yeah. But what are you, what are you, uh, what do you think? What, what racing films have, uh, have caught your eye in, in recent times? In recent times? Uh, no, I'd say recent times over the last few years. What's know, the a few the most recent out. one that I probably went to see? was the Ford V Ferrari. I watched that in the IMAX, actually. But I was sat too close to the screen. I was a bit low down, so my neck was all like this for the whole film. Yeah. But uh, that's a good movie. I definitely like that a lot. Um, I think sometimes when I'm watching a car movie, the um, fact I like cars so much can sometimes make up for the fact that the movie's a bit shit. For example, uh, Need for Speed. Yeah, I know. The I, yeah, Aaron yeah. Paul Need for Speed movie. When I was little, I was like, oh my God, there's a film and it has cars in it. The cars make noise. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I watched it back um, a few months ago and I was like, it's actually a bit shit. Yeah. In like an endearing... So I still like the movie. It's got good moments. It has a, a plot. Things happen in order. Uh, but that's all you can really say. It's just kind of like a movie, uh, but it has cars in it. So I like it. But something like Ford v Ferrari is definitely a good film it's like it's not only like a good film but like it also has cars in it yeah exactly good effects and, as well yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, oh it's uh yeah it's very well made and all of the cinematography and everything you get now i feel similar in the uh in the ferrari film well the one thing i've got to say about the ferrari film is the is the accents as well it's all in a lot of people in like proper american accents which is obviously like mm, it's set in Italy. Yeah, yeah. But I uh, guess um, uh, at least could have put at least tried to do an Italian accent. Even well, though you're yeah. speaking English for a Hollywood audience, um, you know, having them speaking like in proper American accents, even though these people probably can speak a word of English. That's probably the advantage of a film like Ford v Ferrari. Well, not advantage, but in that they're all Americans, so you can get away with having an American accent. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, I guess that's what happens when you make films of Hollywood. But yeah, Ford versus Ferrari was a. Uh, was a cracking film. Uh, Rush as well. I watched rewatched that again. Yeah, recently. I've not watched that for a few years, but I remember that's definitely one of the one of the good ones. The effects for that are probably quite. Uh, if I remember correctly, they were quite good for 2013 because oh. it's like 11 years old at oh, this point. Oh, without a doubt, I remember the the louder crash scene in uh, in that was very sort of um, to detail. I thought that was. Uh, I think it's a yeah. It's without a doubt one of the uh, one of the top ten racing films. I think Rush. Um, top ten. Yeah. Are, are there that many? Uh, yeah. I yeah. feel like. Off the top I, of my I, head, at least, I can't think of that many ones that I would put. I'm sure good. I could. I, could, I, could I would. Compile you could argue 10. it's top three. I could. I could compile a top ten. Have I you reckon. seen a lot of racing films? Are you a bit of a racing film connoisseur? No, not quite. But I, uh, I'm. I'm. I'm sure I can. Uh, I can binge watch a few. Did I've you watch the um, Gran Turismo movie? I haven't seen that yet. No. Neither have I. That'll uh, be next on the watch. I saw there was a lot of marketing for it, and I did want to go and see it, and I just didn't get around to it. Mm. Yeah. No. It's. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not too sure. Uh, the the storyline is uh, is supposed to be really quite good. Obviously, it's based on a true story um, of this guy that's essentially um, won like an online virtual racing competition to uh, to get, be given the opportunity to race, and then it follows his career throughout. Um, which I think is is uh, sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. So I'll have to give it a watch because I definitely I heard I the think, story but, of it. Yeah. I knew the true story before the film came out. Yeah, so I was a bit like, huh. That's cool. Um, but you never know with these things because obviously Hollywood does like to tweak things tweak around things a little a bit. bit. Yeah. Well, there's also um, another thing with racing movies is how much um, they dumb it down for the for the general audience because sometimes you'll be watching a racing movie and you'll be like, 
that's wrong. They wouldn't do that. That's not like that. Do you know what I mean? And I think some films do that better than others. Like I have seen a few clips from the Gran Turismo movie and there's somewhere I'm a bit like, is that, would that have, do you know what I mean? But something like Ford v Ferrari or Rush, I think they're definitely very, I don't want to say nerdy, but do you know what I mean? Enthusiast, let's say, where you can still get it if you're not, but they're not compromising the um, enthusiast. Yeah, there's there's, thing there's a little intricate details being, yeah. for, for for the petrol heads, but they keep it. But that there is that you know, it's easy to follow. Easy to follow. Yeah. So they work for the general audience, but the petrol heads will still appreciate. It's, which is difficult the to details. do. Yeah, yeah, not many you know. can get that balance. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, it is hard to see. I feel I feel like the Ferrari movie is definitely one of them because I think you've got to get a lot of personal life in there as well to sort of add add to the to the story. But also mm. when you when you involve the racing, make sure it's entertaining, but also truthful. Um, but yeah, right. Well, there you go. Uh, well, thank you very much for uh, watching, listening, whatever, guys. Uh, but, yeah, thank you very much, and a happy new year. Uh, all the best, and, uh, yeah, cheers. See you later. <laughs>